We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. I am a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits, amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. Welcome to my spirit diaries. Hello and welcome to Spirit Diaries. This episode, I have been waiting to record since I started this podcast. So I'm really excited to share today's story with you. So we are going to just jump right into it as we normally do. In the year 2004, (laughs) I was a kid and my family had decided to take a vacation to St. Augustine. And at this point, I was still in middle school and this is a little bit out of order, but this happened prior to uh, the death of my aunt, which I talked about earlier, and I talked earlier in the episode that I really thought that was the catalyst for sort of uh, changing my psychicness and how I understood spirits. So this is a little bit before that happened. So this summer, we went on a vacation to St. Augustine, and We were staying on the beach in Florida, and I thought it was a ton of fun. I was really enjoying myself until the one day my parents took us into town. (laughs) And we get to town, and we go through the old fort, which was really spooky, and I felt like there was just spirit energy everywhere. I felt a lot of really powerful, domineering men in the fort, uh, probably soldiers, but at the time, as a you know little kid, I was like, I don't know, this is creepy. Um, and of course, my dad and my uh, brother thought this was hilarious, so they continuously tried to scare me. But we then went to this museum, and it is the Leitner Museum, and it's still there. And this was the creepiest museum I've ever been in my entire life. Future Birdie here. Hey, uh, if anybody has connections to this museum and ever wants Spirit Diaries to come do a paranormal investigation, I am so down. Please, we'd love to come. If anybody has connections, let us know, hit us up, and we would absolutely love to visit this museum on a paranormal front and see what's popping around there because that has been brewing since I was a child and I'm sure it would be a lot of fun and really interesting to investigate a museum that has so much cool artifacts and everything going on. So yeah, definitely not saying anything bad about this museum. 
It was an incredibly cool place. And as a child, I was just absolutely terrified by the amount of energy. And that's largely in part because energy attaches to old items. So there could absolutely be several things there that have their own energy or even may have some stories or even people with them. So I can't speak for what the museum is like now. Of course, this was years and years ago. However, Back then, that place was such a big hotspot for spirit in my entire life. I had never, ever been in a place like that. It was truly the equivalent of walking into one of the more haunted buildings I've been in in my entire life. So it is such a very, very cool place that exists. We went in there and there was shrunken heads. There was taxidermy lions. All these weird sorts of curiosities and collectings of all this, all these strange artifacts from around the world. They were just all shoved into this museum. As I was there, I was so paranoid that there was just spirits all around us. And looking back, there was definitely non-human type of energies there. And I'm sure with all the old artifacts, I was picking up on ancient peoples who were there. And I was just incredibly terrified to be in this museum. Not to mention, I do remember on the tour that we took, they said that, you know, the museum also had its own history of a lot of different things. I think it was at a school at one point. Just all these sorts of things happened in the building in addition to having all these artifacts there. We walked down this one hallway with dolls and it just had dolls lining the walls on both sides and they were backlit in this like purple neon light which was so scary because it made them look haunted and i don't remember the context of these dolls if it was a collection of someone or if they were rumored to be haunted or whatever the reasoning was but with the lighting and the dark hallway and them just all sort of staring at you behind glass it was horrifying and it was at this point I looked at my parents and I was like, we got to get the heck out of this, <laughs> this museum. This is not okay. I don't want to be here. I felt like all the dolls were watching me and it just gave me really weird feelings like my Barbie used to give me when I was a kid. And I was like, you know what? This is not for me. We got to get out. So my dad and brother decided to get on this elevator and take it down to the first floor. But I had been really scared and I just had this feeling that if they got on the elevator, it would be a really, really bad idea. They shouldn't get in it because they're going to get trapped. So I told them this. Of course, they ignored me and... I told them I was going to take the stairs right next to it. It was only one story down. I would go down the stairs and I would wait for them to get out because there was no way in heck I was going to get on this elevator, which I just knew was not going to go down to the next floor. So I run down these stairs and I am waiting for my family to come out of this elevator and they're not coming and they're not coming and they're not coming and they didn't come back down so i ran up the stairs despite the fact that i knew the doll hallway was up there and i looked in the elevator and it was shut and 
nothing, nobody was up there and nothing had happened. And I heard that they were like talking inside and I ran back down to check if they had come out. They hadn't come out and I had done this a few times. And then they finally came out of the elevator and I was like, what happened? Like, did it get stuck? <laughs> did you guys like panic? Like what was happening? Because you guys were in there for like 10 minutes and they had insisted they were only in there for a few seconds as it brought them down to the next level, which couldn't possibly be true because I had ran up and down the stairs and checked the elevator multiple times which if it had only truly been a few seconds, there's no way me as a child could have scaled a story up and down multiple times in a matter of a minute or seconds. Like this just didn't make sense. So I was very, very adamant about, okay, we are leaving now. We are getting out of this place. Let's go. I do want to say, if you guys are there and you're visiting, check out the museum. I did think it was super cool. Looking back, it was really cool. I would like to visit it again in the future. But uh, yeah, as a kid, I, I just, it gave really weird vibes. Uh, not to say anything bad about it at all. I, I think it's really cool. And I think they have a vast amount of history present in that building. So if you're in the area, I recommend it. Wait, 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 wait. I'm channeling a message from beyond. It's from today's sponsors who make creating this podcast possible. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga, Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you all know that Robert and I went on a spooky adventure? We visited six notoriously haunted locations over the course of six days, and we recorded it all. We've even won a film award for it. Yeah, that's right. We freaking won. And this is all available to watch for free over on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash spirit diaries. Yep. Go watch it right now, subscribe, leave thumbs up, and tell all your friends about our free season streaming on YouTube right now at youtube.com slash spirit diaries. I can't believe we did it. Hey, it's Birdie. Did you know that we have an Etsy shop filled with handmade items and incredible vintage pieces perfect for witchy and spooky decor? Go over to spiritdiaries.etsy.com. That's S-P-I-R-I-T-D-I-A-R-I-E-S dot E-T-S-Y dot C-O-M. And indulge in self-care with my handmade bath salts, bath bombs, body oils, room sprays, and 100% beeswax candles. Treat yourself and help us go on more spooky adventures and keep this podcast going. So then we were continuing our St. Augustine tour and we decided to go over to the St. Augustine Lighthouse. And my mom had been super into lighthouses at this time. We had visited lighthouses no matter where we went. She wanted to go in the lighthouse, walk to the top, look around. And at this point, 
I was fine with it. I wasn't afraid of heights. We had just done a lighthouse a few days prior to that. Um, there was another, uh, I believe it's the Ponce de Leon lighthouse. And it was, it was cool. You walk to the top, you have a cool view, you go back down. So when we get to the St. Augustine lighthouse, we get on the grounds and immediately I again start feeling this weird spirit energy and I am just not comfortable, but whatever. I decided I was not going to separate from my family yet again because I kept separating from them. And when I did, I just felt like weird stuff was happening and I I didn't want to be alone anymore because there was just too many weird stuff happening in St. Augustine. Uh, I just was not pleased with this whole venture. They decided, okay, here, we're going to go walk up the steps to this lighthouse and do the whole tour and get to the top and whatever. We (laughs) walked into the lighthouse and instantly I felt a spirit at the top of the lighthouse. And... Yet again, I told my parents, I, I can't go up there. I, I, it doesn't want me to go up there. I, I can't go up to the top of this lighthouse. There's somebody up there. And my parents are like, of course there's somebody up there. Look at all the people in here. And I'm like, no, <laughs> I'm not talking about a living person. Like there is someone at the top of this lighthouse and I cannot go up there. I don't want to see them. I can feel them up there. I'm not going. And my parents at this point had had enough of me because this whole time we're in St. Augustine, I just kept saying all this. I just kept saying, you know, there's somebody here. Now this is who's here. Now this is who's here. And I can't do this. They told me, you're going to the top. This is getting ridiculous. And I couldn't. I can't even tell you. I just felt such a pressing energy that I should not go to the top because I felt that there was a spirit up there that just didn't want me to come to the top. And I ended up refusing. I curled up into one of the windows. And if you've ever visited this lighthouse, I'll try to find a photo. And if you're watching on YouTube, I'll put it on the screen of this window. It was huge and it had a huge platform and I crawled up into it and I sat in the window and I told them, I'm going to sit here and I won't move until you guys come down, but I can't go to the top. Like I can't be around there. And I remember like shaking because I was just so nervous about this energy I was feeling. It was so real and so present. And it was the biggest energy I had felt all day. I felt like each place we went, it was like slowly amping up. I sat in this window and it was the very first window. And I just relaxed, looked out the window, tried to calm down. And every single family that came down as they were coming down, they would look at me and they'd be like, oh, wow, we thought you were a ghost. And then they would keep walking. It kept scaring me because everybody kept jumping at obviously alarmed that there was a small girl curled up in the window of this lighthouse that they were not expecting to see as they came down. And everyone was like, are you lost? Whatever. And I was like, no, you know, my parents are at the top. They're coming straight back down. So I I didn't go to the top. And that was the only lighthouse I never went to the top of. And obviously when we left, I, I was pretty upset with myself because I was like, man, you know, why couldn't I have just gone to the top? Why didn't I do this? And I just knew it was like a spirit was up there. And I, I just 
I didn't like spirits. I didn't want to interact with them. And they were so strong in St. Augustine. It was something I've never experienced. And my family was supposed to stay there for a few more days um, in that area of St. Augustine. And I convinced my brother to help me convince them that we should go home and end the vacation early. And we did. And we went home the very next day. So I was that terrified uh, that I convinced them to end a vacation. And I I do want to go back. I definitely think that going back to that lighthouse is going to be a episode in the future and going back to St. Augustine and sort of seeing all of these places again um, now that I know <laughs> what to expect and I'm not, you know, a kid anymore. So I, I am excited to revisit it. But what I found even more interesting was in 2006, ghost hunters went to the St. Augustine Lighthouse and they captured footage of an entity looking over the railing at the top of the lighthouse. I did not know this episode existed until about six months, seven months ago um, when I was watching BuzzFeed Unsolved. I seen Shane and Ryan visit the lighthouse and I got really excited because I started telling my husband, oh my God, this is this is the lighthouse. This is the lighthouse I was at when I was a kid. This is the lighthouse I thought there was something in. And they referenced that somebody had captured an entity at the top. Turns out it was ghost hunters and sort of all of this compiled to where I was like, oh my God, people have gone here and documented a spirit. But what I think is even cooler is I visited it in the summer of 04 and Ghost Hunters documented it in 06, which means that even before they went, there was definitely a spirit in the top. And I will say that I've avoided information about the lighthouse because I do want to go back and investigate it. So I still don't know much about the lighthouse. I have seen the photo or the screenshot um, of the episode to see the entity. And I just think it makes me feel so much better. Like, that I wasn't being a crazy kid, that there are people who documented spirits near the top of that lighthouse. And I definitely want to go back to see if I can face my fears and not only get to the top, but communicate with whatever was there and find out, you know, what's going on. So I thought that was so cool. <laughs> So right around this time was the birth, in my opinion, of paranormal television. So the early 2000s really started this awareness, I think, of the paranormal and people really getting interested into it. And it was starting to become mainstream. Now, again, this is in my opinion. I'm sure there is more other paths of when the paranormal got big, but to me, this is when it started getting big. So Paranormal State was coming out, Psychic Kids, Ghost Adventures, Ghost Hunters, uh, Taps, all of those ghost type of shows really started booming in that time. Now, I'm not going to talk about who was real and who was fake or if there are any, any of them are real or if anybody's fake. 
Hey, it's Future Birdie again, and for those of you who are interested in hearing more about mainstream paranormal television and what goes on behind the scenes, well, you're in luck. If you are going to listen to any episode in the future and you are interested in this, I would recommend one coming out in just a few weeks where I am going to share my experience of being offered my own paranormal television show that was going to be pitched to the big major networks that I'm sure we can all go ahead and guess and see. And my experience with the producer and working behind the scenes and some of the dealings and conversations that were had. And I was ultimately not comfortable with it and we are not moving forward with a traditional show featuring Spirit Diaries. So that will remain indie forever. I'm very happy about this, but I am absolutely going to be sharing my experience in just a few weeks on the podcast of the most recent episodes coming out. So all after the origin story. And I can't say how wild it is to be recording this now when I'm talking about paranormal reality and what a crazy thing that was for me as a child. And now we have our own indie show and we've been offered traditional shows and it is just interesting and I'm, I'm really excited to share my experience. But ultimately, this is why I'm sharing my story with you is we can't always trust what we see on TV and we can't always trust that the people who are making the shows are truthful. So even if the investigators are completely earnest and honest, sometimes that can get misconstrued by other people in the editing floor. So I'm, again, going to be talking about all of that coming up. And thank you all for listening. Let's get back to the podcast in this creepy lighthouse that I still want to go back to. Um, that aside, it was incredibly interesting to me because people had started acknowledging that ghosts could perhaps exist. And I was absolutely terrified to watch the shows because I didn't know, you know, what, why would people go to places to try and communicate with these spirits? Like, what, what, what were they doing? Like, I've seen these spirits. Like, I don't know if you necessarily want to communicate with them. So I was really scared of what I was about to see. But I desperately really wanted to watch these shows at the same time because I wanted information about what I was experiencing. And I remember hearing, you know, commercials or people talk about it of, oh, you know, this is the equipment they're using. They're documenting it. And it's like, wait a second, how are you documenting this? You're proving this? Like, maybe my parents will finally believe me. Like, maybe this is all real. Maybe I can figure this out, especially with Paranormal State, seeing people like Chip Coffee and Michelle Bellinger on the show really start to make me feel so much more comforted that there was people out there who had some sort of paranormal abilities. They were able to use their mind or their senses to communicate with spirits and they were really good. They got really good information and I was really enlightened by the fact that they weren't afraid and they were embracing it and they were using it to help people and to solve things and figure things out. And it was really comforting because it made me realize, you know, maybe this doesn't 
have to be scary. Maybe this doesn't have to be a bad thing. Maybe, you know, I'm not a bad person for seeing spooky stuff. You know, maybe this is normal because these people can do it. So there has to be others like us. So I, I've seen a few of the episodes and back then I really watched a lot of Paranormal State, uh, but I, I was really choppy in the episodes because I, I was horrified by them. I thought they were the scariest thing I've ever seen in my life, especially when they started talking about, you know, darker entities. It really scared me that how do I know who I can trust when I see a spirit? How do I know if they're good? How do I know if they're bad? So it really was <laughs> an age of what the heck is happening. But when I seen Psychic Kids, I and heard that it was coming out, I had desperately wished I could be on that show because Chip Coffee was taking kids under his wing and just helping them figure it out. And I knew I needed help. Like I knew I needed guidance. I, I needed to understand what the heck was happening and how I could deal with it. And every kid was so individual. I just really, really, really wanted you know, a mentor or a friend even to have this, you know, just to be able to confide in them about spirit stuff. And ironically enough, there was one day when I was downtown in the city where I lived, and I kid you not, Chip Coffee was downtown that day filming Psychic Kids. And I was so mad because there was a girl and they were filming this B-roll of her in a park that I was literally 15 feet away from and they were helping her figure it out and she was literally my age to a few years older and it was so frustrating because I felt so close to getting help and to getting answers yet like so far away from it. It was insane that I was literally watching them film the show that I had wished I could be on and the person, the one person in the world who I thought could help me was literally in a building, you know, across the street from me. So I got really upset at this and I had kind of stopped talking to my parents about it. I had sort of mentioned it again when I seen the TV show come up and, you know, I, I asked them, you know, I don't know how this works. They were just downtown. He's here. Like, how do we get into contact? Um, but my parents told me, you know, you're not a psychic kid. <laughs> you're, you're not any of that. So, you know, they're not even going to let you on the show. And to me, it wasn't about being on the show. Like, I didn't want to have more attention on me. I, I didn't care about the show aspect. I wanted the access to get help and to be trained and to understand some of the things I heard or seen or felt uh, from Chip. I, I, I thought he was this godsend that was just helping kids, and I wanted to be one of those kids. So... That is really where I felt the turning point 
with myself and also with paranormal TV. It, it's insane, but I feel like I've learned so much of understanding myself and understanding the spirit realm through shows like Ghost Adventures. And to pop in here real quick as Future Birdie, I know using Ghost Adventures as an example is totally asinine of me feeling like I was learning something about the paranormal. I know the show has had so much controversy. I know Zach has had so much controversy. I don't know them personally. I don't know anybody on the show. So I cannot speak for what is true or not. However, at this time, I will stand by what I said that shows like this were highly important to me as a child because I truly felt like I could relate to these people, whether their experiences were real, fake, or over-exaggerated. It was still the first time I really seen this interaction with spirits that was really similar to how I was experiencing things. So, Prior to this, I had just seen like John Edward in a stadium and that just wasn't me. That's not what I was doing. That's not what I did. I just didn't understand that that's what a medium looked like because that was not how it was for me in my own real regular everyday life. So when these shows were going into real regular everyday homes, I really felt like in just a really big comfort in the fact that other people were experiencing this. And of course, as a kid at this time, I believed all of these shows. I believed everything was true. I believed nothing was over-exaggerated. And this was really my first introduction to learning about the paranormal. And if you don't know much about the paranormal and you're looking to learn more, classical TV shows, mainstream TV shows are not typically the best way. There's a ton of great books out there. I'm working on a few books now and there are also indie shows which will dive deeper into the paranormal and be a little bit more upfront and honest about some of the information and explaining how some of it works. Whereas a lot of the mainstream will cut it out, will twist it, will point fingers at negative, scary, dark things to get views and reactions from the audience. So just be aware if you are researching, don't mimic what you see on mainstream shows or don't take that as a fact always do additional research because there's so much more behind either understanding how the equipment works or even types of entities and how they would manifest or show up that is documented in multiple reported cases so just saying i know i know i'm aware that ghost adventures is not the best example to use and i just am saying that at the time when i was a child Shows like that were very, very, very important and comforting. To me. Back to the story. I mean, watching Zach deal with different sorts of entities, whether you believe him or not, like just the reactions to things or just the way they say things made me understand myself and spirituality on the whole so much better. So I am really grateful for paranormal television when I was a kid because that's that's the only thing I had to make me feel like I wasn't alone in experiencing all of this. So I really hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you did, 
Please, if you're on YouTube, give it a thumbs up or share it with your friends. Subscribe to the podcast on whatever platform you're listening on. It really helps me out. And I will see you all next time. Thank you.